Welcome to MTG Ectoplasm, your home for spirit tribal and magic the gathering. On this episode, we're going to be talking about the hot sexy deck right now that's kicking ass in modern. Number two, there's a historic announcement and not the one you're thinking about. And also, I got the shout out section where I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. Do I got you curious? I hope so. So let's get this thing started, shall we? Let's go. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me on this episode. I am your host, Dwight, a.k.a. DeBlanco, a medium that wears an extra, extra large. You can reach out to me on Twitter. That's right, Twitter, at MTG Ectoplasm. Do me a favor. Please follow. Then I have MTG Ectoplasm at gmail.com. That's where you can write to me directly. Let me know how I'm doing. Am I doing a good job, bad job? I shouldn't quit my day job. And then finally, mtgectoplasm.com. That's right. I got my own personal website where I put the latest and greatest episodes up there for your uh, consumption. Now, you can donate to the show there or you can uh, sponsor an episode just like this there. Now, do me a favor, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I 100% appreciate you, the listener. Now, you, the viewer, coming up shortly. Uh, the reason why I say it like that, ladies and gentlemen, is because of course we have a new country that's listening in, and that's Panama. Thank you very much, Panama, for uh, being listening in to the show. Now, I'm going to humbly request, ladies and gentlemen, wherever you're listening to this show, no matter how you're streaming this or whatever way you're doing it, do me a favor. There's that like, the follow, subscribe button right there. Hit that bad boy for me. I'm not charging you a dime. I'm not charging you a nickel, a rupee, a peso, a dollar, uh, a ruble, uh, a euro. I'm not charging you nothing. Just do me a favor. Hit that button. I can show my analytics to people and go, hey, please sponsor the show. Because I really need to update my equipment. And uh, I would humbly appreciate it. So I want to thank you all for making this your top spot for spirit content and magic gathering. And we're growing every week it's amazing and i personally am humbled now with the homework and the pleasantries over and said and done with ladies and gentlemen it is now time it is now time to get to the nitty-gritty the hot sexy deck currently right now being played in modern and that deck of course is five color elements aka Omnath Elementals. The reason why I bring this up is that it just actually came in first place in a modern challenge. Okay, it was piloted by a young man named, or young woman, I don't know, named Canister, K-A-N-I-S-T-E-R. Now, this is not a cheapy deck, just telling you. And I, I wouldn't expect it, be, expect it to be because since it's the fourth most played deck and it's covering right now the 3.5% of the meta, it's going to be a pretty penny. Now, in MTGO ticket-wise, it's going for 1,489.73 tickets. Now, in American dollars, and I hate to say it that way because I live in the U.S., 
The American dollar, it's going for $1,898.22. I'm going to say is ouch. Okay. Modern is in a cheap format, but ouch. And I'm going to tell you, majority of the main, like, the key pieces to the deck, of course, Modern Horizons 2 just came out. So some of those cards, because the fact there's little bit of supply or there's a supply shortage, you could say. Some of those cards are expensive, but you know, there's other cards. I'll be on. I'll be 100 percent honest with you. It's not really them. It's mostly the land base. Just being honest. So, let me break down the deck. Okay, I'm gonna tell you what's in the deck, and then I'm gonna go through each little piece so we can figure out how to kick this ass, this kick this deck's ass with spirits. All right, you ready with me? Okay, let's get this thing started. Now, there is a companion, okay? As you know, uh, the companion card always goes into the sideboard, it's pro- so it's part of the one, uh, part of the 15, and that companion is Kahira, the orf- Orphan Guard. Okay, that's the only companion. Now, there are 21 creatures. You have three Flamekin Harbingers, two Endurance, four Risen Wreaths, four Omnath Locus of Creation, four Fury, and then four Solitude. Then comes the Planeswalkers. You have three Renin Six and three Teferi Time Raveler, and then Spells are seven. Four Ephemerate, one Lightning Bolt, two Prismatic Ending. And then finally, Enchantments, there's four, four Utopia Sprawls. Now, that right there is just... The non-lands. Now, th- this is where I'm going to tell you, this is where the money comes in. There are a total of 22 lands. And it starts with one breeding pool, three cavernous souls, one flooded strand, two forests, one hollow fountain, three misty rainforests, one plain, one sacred foundry, one steam vents, one stomping ground, two temple garden, four windswept heaths, and a wooded footfalls. Then finally, in the sideboard, of course, like I said before, you have the companion, so I'm not going to repeat that again. So you'll have two endurance in there, four force of negations, four. One Teferi Time Reveler, three force of vigor, two foundation uh, breakers, one subtlety, and then one mall drifter. So as you see, ladies and gentlemen, it's not the key cards in there. Like I'll, I'll be, uh, l- let me see what's here. The most expensive card in the main deck, honestly, is running six. Okay, they're running about a hundred, almost a hundred dollars pop. So in the deck, they're running three, so you're talking almost three hundred dollars. And that's just for running six. Now the money cards. Hands down, obviously, are the uh, Cavern of Souls, the Misty Rainforest, uh, of course, the, the place at a windswept heath, but it's not that bad, but still, still running you about $142. And then finally, the Forces of Negation. I don't care who you are, unless you jumped in early in Modern Horizons and were able to get them uh, after release, you could find them for a cheaper price. Now, unfortunately, uh, if you didn't get in early, you're pretty, you're paying at a premium price. Now, 
Now, now that I broke down and told you what's in this deck, all right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you about it. It's a tribal deck. Obviously, it's elemental, right? It goes without saying it's five-color elements or Omnath elemental. But it's not your typical elemental, with the exception of one tribe. And the closest this deck resembles any, and I, have to, I hate to say it that way, but it's the God's honest truth, is the spirit deck. This is the closest rival to the spirit deck, and I hate to say, I'm not going to say it's better, but man, it's it's like, ugh, it's like inches, millimeters. It's There's a lot of interaction with this deck, and it's beautiful. Okay, it plays like butter. But what I'm going to, you know, let me keep, keep on going on. Now, I haven't lost my love for uh, for spirits. I'm, I'm, understand one thing. I'm a spirit player through and through, through and through, and I'm not leaving the spirit tribe ever, 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 ever. So, the key card in this deck is Risen Reef. Now, for you who, for those of the, you out there who are unfamiliar with Risen Reef, Risen Reef it is a wonderful card that reads, it's one generic, a green, a blue. When Reason Reef or another elemental enters the battlefield under your control, look at the top card of your library. If it is a land, you may put it onto the battlefield tapped. Benefit there. And if you do not put that card onto the battlefield, put it in your hand. So it's a card draw. So not only are you gaining the opportunity to bolster your mana base, it's card in hand. It's card advantage. Now you're going to go, well, Dwight, we don't get that in spirits. We don't get card advantage. We don't get uh, uh, a buildup in mana. No, you're right, but not right, because our Aether Vial adds mana in a different way because every time we put a charge counter on the Aether Vial, Technically, it's free mana that we're able to sit there and put a creature onto the battlefield. Now, here, on the other hand, they are building their mana base through Risen Reef and have card advantage, which is something I wish, and I've been pleading for through Watsi. I've been reaching out to Gavin Varhi. I've actually reached out to uh, Rosewater, begging for... Uh, card draw for spirits somehow because as you may see or eventually find out with this deck card advantage is key now the next couple cards are what makes this deck sing it is endurance now you're gonna go Dwight, really endurance well what happens is there's a lot of graveyard decks and what's the best way to get rid of all those graveyard cards Put them back in their deck. Endurance. Then comes your creature-based decks. I hate to say like ours. Like our beloved spirits. They, there you have, you have your Fury and Solitude. Fury doing multiple damage with up to four points. And when it comes to spirits, sometimes our booty is at a one, sometimes a two. And if we have a Lord, thank God, it goes up to three. But then Solitude removes them from the game. So it's Sword to Pleasure on legs. 
Now, what's key about these cards is the fact that each one of these cards, the Endurance, the Fury, the Solitude, all have Flash. That sucks. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry. I, I, let me resend that. Fury does not have Flash. The red one does not have Flash. I'll resend that. But Endurance and Solitude do have Flash. So that, that, that sucks a little. But the thing with these cards is you can pay them for free for the Evo cost. And generally, what is their Evo cost? You have to discard a card from your hand of that particular color. For example, if you're playing Endurance, you have to sit there and discard and exile a green card. If you're playing Fury, that means you have to exile a red card from your hand. And then White for Solitude, you have to exile a white card from your hand you know, exile it completely for casting solitude. So it is card disadvantage. But what did we talk about? Risen Reef. I'll wait. Do you not see the combo? Do you not see the 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 interesting mishmash there? A card that adds mana to your mana base and then on top of that gives you card draw. So technically speaking, these elements that you thought would give you card disadvantage in this tribal deck, there is no disadvantage anymore. The disadvantage is gone. Kind of scary. Now, in previous iterations of this deck, they had Voice of Resurgence was a you know really cool green-white card that you know didn't allow you to play cards on their turn. And it also had Unsettled Mariner. It's a card that you know we have used once in a while in the Azorius and Bant build in Spirits, since the fact that it's a shapeshifter. So shapeshifter is also an element. Now, that was the original. Now, what we're finding in this deck is that they cut those out. They cut out those eight cards to put in the Planeswalkers. They now are putting Ren in six which is pretty bad because the fact that you got to consider one of their abilities allows them to basically kill our creatures. It allows them to kill our creatures. It's uh, their negative one ability. Ren and six deals one damage to target and uh, to any target. If we have one, uh, 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 toughness of one and that's some of our spirits, that sucks. I'll tell you right now, that hands down sucks. And then you have Teferi Time Raveler. Now, to me, I'm not overly worried about Teferi Time Raveler because the fact that we have our Aether Vial. But yeah, it sucks too because the fact that we are a Flash deck just like this uh, Elements deck where it does have uh, uh, interaction that is flash so the fact that you have to play your spells at source series speed does suck and i i'm not happy about it but there's ways around it okay we do have home we have skyclave apparition to deal with this so it's not that bad there's other cards that i will discuss in the sideboard that will benefit against red and six so don't worry we're getting there now that I mentioned the Planeswalkers that they got rid of, they also decided to tweak their base because it used to have two subtle subtlety 
in the main board. Now, both subtleties are gone, and they said, well, you have those two extra spots. We removed the two subtleties. You know what we're going to put in here? Utopia Sprawl. So they decided to put four Utopia Sprawl. Why? To assist in the mana ramp. Why? Because they couldn't get enough of mana ramp, right? It's one thing about those ramping people. They can never get enough. They're like my mother, never satisfied. But you got to consider with those with that mana ramp, ladies and gentlemen, it helps them set up the ability of playing these elements without even having to pitch them. Oh, uh, you know what? I will play my endurance with flash. Oh, and return all your cards back from your graveyard into your in your library. And you had a flyer. I'll block with the flyer. I'll block with the th- uh, four three. That sucks. Or oh, uh, you know what? On your turn, I will ca- I will cast uh, Solitude. Oh, guess what? That creature goes out of the game, and it's gone forever. And my creature stays on the battlefield. That also sucks. Now, don't mind the knocking in the background. It's my dog scratching. She's she's having allergies. So there you go. That's that's the old mixing with the new. Now, the whole point of this deck, ladies and gentlemen, is the interactivity with the opponent, something we're accustomed to, right? Because that's what spirits try. That's what the spirit tribe does. That's how we win games. We affect our opponent's board by doing what? Playing Mausoleum Wanderer. Oh, you're going to cast a spell? No, we counter it. Oh, you're going to try to blow up my creature? No, I will play uh, Rattle Chains, or I will sacrifice Selfless Spirit. Not today, my friend. Oh, you're going to do something to affect my board state? Guess what? Here's my Spell Queller. Or there's a permanent on the battlefield that's stopping me doing whatever I got to do. Let's say an Ensnaring Bridge. Guess what there, my friends? We have Skyclave Apparition for it. And then the, what's fine and dandy, we have our lords to pump up our crew, and thanks to Drug School Captain, guess what? You can't target our stuff. That That's our end. On their end, they're like, eh, I'm going to keep on getting rid of your crap left and right, and there's nothing you can do. And the funny part is, I'm going to ephemerate it, so it's going to piss you the hell off. So if you have that fury... Oh, you thought it was doing four. Now it's doing eight to your creatures. You thought that that permanent right there that you said couldn't do nothing. I'm going to ephemerate it. Now, now you have two that are exiled. That's what's scary about this deck. The interactivity. And don't even let me get me, get me started on uh, Omnath. Omnath himself. Omnath himself is just ridiculous. Let me, let me get here. Omnath. Omnath reads. A red, a green, a white, a blue, a 4-4 creature. When Omneth enters the battlefield, draw a card. Great. More card advantage that we didn't want them to do. It has landfall. Whenever a land enters the battlefield under your control, you gain four life if it is the first time you uh, first time this ability has resolved this turn. That really sucks. If it's the second time, add red, green, white, or blue. If it's the third time, Omnath deals four damage to each opponent and each planeswalker you don't control. That super sucks. And thank God they haven't figured out yet to put Titania in here. 
Oh, you you aren't aware? Yeah, titania is modern legal. You heard it right here. First here, titania is legal, and that means they can keep on bringing lands from the graveyard back. Scary, very scary stuff here. Because I'm saying scary, ladies and gentlemen, it does not mean, it does not mean we can't beat this deck. That's why I'm making this episode. Because right now, what I'm seeing right now in modern, I'm a little disappointed. I know there's some of you trying hard, playing out there like Andre Seguera, playing out there like Dr. Queller, playing out there like Remf and all the rest of them out there trying to make, make it known that we spear players will not give up. We will stand to the very end and continue kicking ass left and right because that's what spear players do, damn it. That's no boo sheet. So now, this is how you kick ass, okay? I have it here in my hands. You get the paper? I have it here in my hands. How we are going to kick this deck's ass. Now, unfortunately, it's going to take some work. <laughs> it's going to take a little work because the fact that there's certain key cards that we need to somewhat add into our sideboard if this deck continues to evolve. If this deck becomes the top deck in the meta, guess what? We're going to have to evolve with that. So the first card that I'm going to have to see, we need to potentially need to add is Void Mirror. Void Mirror is the card that Watsi created themselves because they knew that five color elementals was a potential deck that would end up wrecking shop in modern. If you pay zero mana, that that counters this the that card. Void mirror counters that card. Period. Done. No more. Adios. Arrivederci. Mushi mushi konichiwa. Bye bye. No more. So void mirror, something to consider. Now, the real way, I, I, I hate to say it that way, is that we have to get under this deck. We have to find a way to quickly get under this deck. That means using cards just like uh, Aether Vial or playing, doing the Bant build by sitting there and putting uh, mana creatures onto the battlefield so we can cocoa and vomit creatures onto the battlefield and start smashing and smashing and smashing over their heads left and right and using our abilities like Hexproof to make sure they don't do anything. I'll get more into that in a second. Hell, let me get into that now. That's the next thing we have to do is use our Hexproof to our best ability. If they're going to target our creature... Use the rattle chains. The fact that, you know what, uh, Dr. Crawler right now is running three, uh, uh, God, uh, phantasmal images right now in his deck. You know what, you got to consider that he's telling you, guess what? If there's a rattle chains on the board, guess what? We use, we, you know, we can use the Aether Vial for a phantasmal image to copy the rattle chains to protect our creature or the fact that if there is a drug school captain on the battlefield copy the drug school captain guess what it uh, it copies uh that damn thing gives all your creatures plus one plus one and gives them hex proof now they can't target anything sorry my pal my friend you will do nothing but accept me smashing you in the face with my spirits nothing you can do 
than portable hole. Let me just tell you, my friend Andre Seguera, friend of the show, who I'm going to have eventually on an episode here, which I have breaking news, breaking news here after this segment. Portable hole is the truth. The only damn card for us, the spear player, that is worth a damn from Dungeons and Dragons, uh, the, the, the Forgotten Realms, yeah, the Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, is Portable Hole. Why? Because, ladies and gentlemen, it hands down, get rid of several cards. I'm going to break them down for you. Flamekin Harbinger, the one they use here, is a tutor. It allows them to search for things. And guess what? They allow that thing to go, to die, and then come back and go and come back. Guess what? Portable hole, it's never coming back. Bye, my friend. Remember how I told you about running six and you had to worry about it? Portable hole. Guess what? Running six goes down that portable hole, never to be seen again. Bye-bye. Arrivederci. Nice, right? These are certain cards that we can use. Utopia Sprawl. I forgot about that one. We can use that, a portable hole against Utopia Sprawl, slowing their mana base down and giving us the mana advantage. Giving us the mana advantage. Now, you want to win? You want to make sure you win against this deck? There's only one card. One card that I have to tell you, you need to be aware of, okay? And you have to use your, your Spell Queller or your Skyclave Apparition to get it, and you got to get it quick. That's Risen Reef. Without Risen Reef, this deck is nothing but pure card disadvantage. They cannot do nothing. That's a double negative. Two negatives and a negative in the sense don't make a positive. It's negative for them, and that's positive for us. So I guess that's three negatives that make a positive. Hands down, you take out Risen Reef. I'm going to tell you, victory is ours at maybe a 45 to 50%. Realistically, we're at a disadvantage with this deck because this deck is really quick and nasty. I'm telling you the God's honest truth. This deck, it's going to get us. But if we can get Risen Reef, we have the chance for victory. And I don't know about you, but I like victory. I'm a fan of victory. I like being number one. I like to be the champ. I like to wave my little flag up and down like, I am a victor. I don't like being a victim. Never. Never in my life have I liked to be a victim. Now, what I will tell you is for those band players who play, you know, their mana creatures real quick and throw out the Cocos, one card you should consider. Just one card. And that's Eidoline of the Rhetoric. Think about it. If you force them to only play one card a turn, that puts them at a big disadvantage. Hell, I even thought of putting Teferi Time Reveler in my deck to slow them down because of the fact that it only makes them play spells at a sorcery speed so they can only play it on their turn. But if you make them play one spell per turn, mm, 
just might seem a little bit better. So the question is, will you be a victor or will you be a victim? Will you take some of my ideas and incorporate it to you? That's your choice. Hell, do me a favor. Reach out to me at mtgectoplasm at gmail.com. Let me know. What are your thoughts? Am I right? Am I wrong? Or are there things that I did not consider? Because guess what? This, this podcast is for all of us, the spirit tribe. Not only do you get it in the Discord, but you also, uh, and not only in the uh, Reddit group or the sub chats on Facebook and yada yada. Tell me your thoughts and I'll share it with the rest of the globe. Now, that's section one, ladies and gentlemen. Section one, and that's my way of breaking down five color elements or Omnath elementals. Now, before I get into section two, I have an amazing, amazing thing to share with you. Thanks to my friends at Rec Productions. You can check them out at recproductions.com. That's W-R-E-C-K, the letter D, productions.com. They have joined with me, and on April 16th, mark it down on your calendars, ladies and gentlemen, Oh, sorry, August 16th. Thank you, my my wife's over here. She's going to have, no, 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 you're wrong, you're wrong. August 16th, I'm teaming up with Rec Productions, and I'm doing a live Twitch stream. That's right. I'm going to be Twitch, 9.30 a.m., okay, Twitch, under MTG Ectoplasm. I will do my first live Twitch stream, and it's going to be an episode like this, and I'm having a special guest, and it's a spirit master. Are you curious who? I'm not because I, I asked him, and he said sure. But I'm excited. I'm jovial. You're going to see the first appearance of me on screen talking spirits. So... I'm going to keep on bringing this up until we get there, and I'm hoping to make that my 50th episode if I get there. Now, now that I broke down uh, the joyous news, I'm all happy and giddy and jovial about it. It's now time for a minor segment number two. And that segment number two is Wizards of the Coast, Watsi, decided... In their infinite wisdom, besides all the shenanigans that is going on in the world of arena, they want to do more. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. That jumpstart historic yada yada yada. Guess what? They're doing more. And you're gonna go, what what what, what are they doing? What they're doing, ladies and gentlemen, is 100-card historic brawl on Arena. Historic brawl in Arena, 100-card. So if you have that itch that you want to scratch, that little, that pesky little, right, for 100-card, coming soon to Arena. So unfortunately, you may not get the certain key cards that you're playing with in your typical commander edh or cedh decks but you know you can now play a semblance of it 
on arena. Now, what I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't play it, they're not going to keep it. Okay. I'm making you aware of that. Okay. We saw what they did with uh, brawl, right? That 60 card thing. Guess what? Nobody played it. Nobody gave a damn and it's gone. Guess what? They're going to do the same thing to this unless you don't play. And if you like 100-card historic brawl on arena, there you go. There you go. Now, that's over and done with. I am now done, officially done with segment number two. Now it's time for me to go to segment number three. Where I'm looking for the best of the best, the cream of the crop, the creme de la creme. It's the shout out section. Now the question is, did you make it? I hope so, because I'm always rooting for all of you to be there, to get there, to be my champions. Be my kings and queens and sit on your thrones that you deserve to be on. In historic. Historic. We had, all right, it happens. In modern, you won't believe it, ladies and gentlemen, we had, kind of sad there, a little little teary-eyed, but, Thank God for my friends and Pioneer because we had some kick-ass players. All right, you ready? July 22nd, 5-0 with a band build. P.P. Protus or P. Protus. Congratulations with your band build going 5-0. On July 23rd, going first place with a band build. Hadaduya. Hodaduyah, congratulations, going with your band build. Uh, continuing on uh, July 3rd, first place in a mono blue snow build. Uh, Yamamoto Keishi, congratulations to both of you. Now on July 26th, 5-0 with a band build. Modi Saprius, Modi Saprius. There you go, Modi Saprius. I think this is right, right, Modi Saprius. Continue on the 26th, 5-0 with a band build. Nildo, N-I-D-O, Nildo. On the 28th of July, first place with the Zorius build. Arashima, oh, sorry, Arushima Tigrad. This is for a gentleman from Russia. Oh, from Russia for the love. Then on July 28th, friend of the show, first place, Andre Segura. With an Azorius belt. Thank you, Andre, for going out there kicking ass. And then finally, August 1st, which is the day I'm actually recording and going to put it out there. August 1st, first place in a monosome build. My mom, my, oh, Jesus. Lord, bless me for butchering this young man's name or young woman's name. My moto, Kaishi. My, my, my moto, Kaishi. Congratulations. For proving that Spirits is great and a great deck to play, and it does kick ass. So with that said, ladies and gentlemen, what more can I share with you? 
Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to the show, making this your number one spot for your spirit and magic to gathering content. And don't forget, enjoy your day. Enjoy doing what you do. And when you're kicking your opponent's ass, hopefully like you're going to do with this, what I've told you with this uh, element deck, you make them say that's bullshit. I'll see you guys next time. Later. <laughs>